0: You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 104. How can plants contribute to or prevent mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information-sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed Hello, hello, everybody! Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, it is already May. Can you believe it?
1: Yeah, um, kind of.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't <laughs> feel like it's May starting
1: here. to kind of get green around here, but it's still really cold. So today, so if we have a bunch of irregular noise, don't. Don't freak out. It's hailstorms and all sorts of fun stuff we've been getting today.
0: Welcome to the tundra. (laughs) Well, and it's going to be Mother's Day soon.
1: Next week. That's right. So So, happy
0: early Mother's Day to all the moms
1: out there. Yep. Yep. Happy Mother's Day to all of our listeners that are mothers. I'm glad you remembered that.
0: Yeah, very. Well, it's an important day. I'm a mom. So, yeah, that's my day.
1: I was going to (laughs) remember it next week. It just didn't think about it today, is what I meant. Yeah. Hope our listeners don't think I'm some mean guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we are talking about something that most people don't really correlate to mold, and it's plants. And I think a lot of people, especially when they call a mold specialist, you know, they think about water, floods, they even think about their pets, but they don't really make a connection between. Could all these?
1: Yeah, in in indirect ways, I guess is what I'd say. But they definitely can. And you know, just a just disclaimer for all of our listeners: I'm not a plant guy. I don't I don't have a green thumb. Um, I can mow our lawn. I can put some fertilizer out there. But beyond that, I'm not much of a green thumb. So what I'm talking about is just mold. But yes, you know, I've I've been in homes where crazy enough like the same size of the bathroom that we have right here in the hallway mm-hmm. so it's like five feet wide by eight feet long and they literally have 10 plants hanging from the ceilings wow and you walk in there and it's just humid or as you guys would say from the north northeast humid humid exactly there's a y in front of that <laughs> instead of an H but yes the plants can definitely cause problems and so you know i I, I was I talked about how they could would cause problems because there's so many in a small area. Once you're watering them all the time, it's just humid in there. And the last place you want to add humidity to is your bathroom. So... Do
0: plants on their own produce humidity or is it just the nature of watering them all the time that creates the the perfect environment?
1: Well, I'm not a plant guy, but I would say that for the most part, the humidity is probably produced by watering.
0: Okay, by watering them.
1: Now... I think if you had a lot of plants together in an area that were just watered normally, meaning, you you know, with plants, one thing you don't want is you don't want to water them all the time. Mm -hmm. Because if it's always wet, you're going to create a mildew or a mold issue. And that will actually, because mold's naturally in the air. So in the soil of that plant or even on the leaves, you know, overwatering it and keeping it wet will create a mold problem too. My point is, is mold being natural in the air, just like with any other moisture intrusion event, if you keep those plants wet all the time, you're asking for a mold problem.
0: Well, and it reminds me of the episode you did on Christmas trees. Because when you have a real Christmas tree in your house, how do you ever know that it's watered enough? I mean, you know... You do your best, and you hope that it doesn't do anything. But I think with plants, and I'm not a green thumb either, I think sometimes people overwater plants because they don't know
1: right. if that's enough in the well, soil. And our listeners, <laughs> plants are like, you guys are morons. That's okay. We're not here <laughs> to talk about to plants. Are We're talking thumbs. about mold. <laughs> so, so going back to the Christmas tree... A Christmas tree, in my opinion, is a huge fire hazard. Okay. I would imagine people don't have Christmas lights on their plants. Yeah. Maybe they do. I don't know. But anyhow, the, the base that we put our Christmas tree in. So we, for our listeners, they probably know this. We, we go cut down a tree. Mm-hmm. And so it's a live tree, but I always keep water in it. And it's because obviously I'm concerned about the fire hazard. It's only there for a month, three weeks. So I keep water in it because we don't want, you know, that fire hazard. Whereas plants, you don't have to do that. And so, you know, a lot of times when I've actually seen like what I think or thought was mold growth is like white fuzzy stuff on the soils of plants. And it, you know, the first thing I I think of and I'm like, well, you're probably overwatering it. Uh, Another thing I noticed too with plants is, is there's dead leaves just sitting there. Well, Uh, mold spores it can create a problem with the dead leaves and once those are combined with the mold spores it could create once again this is microbiology stuff it could create a mold that say is a toxic mold if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so yes with the Christmas tree I think you should keep it wet now when it comes to houseplants I know enough about it you know we have our little green onions we grow in our windowsill, which works actually fairly well. (laughs) I don't keep those wet all the time. When they dry out, I water them.
0: And isn't there a difference, though, between growing a a plant or having a plant on a windowsill and and having a plant, especially the taller ones, on the floor? Because it's very hard, if you're not constantly checking underneath that plant, to detect water that's then going into the subfloor that then is causing a mold problem where you can't actually see it.
1: Right, It it and part of what and you you walked us right into one of the subjects I wanted to talk about is having a drip pan below your plants. Okay, when, when your when your plants just say on a windowsill right there, you can see if it's creating water stains. When it's sitting on the carpet, you don't know till. Let's just say you go down in your crawl space and there's a major mold problem, and and let's just say for instance you're somebody that has a lot of plants. I've been in homes where there's just a few and I've been in homes where like I say to myself, of course I don't say it to my client, like yeah, you got a plant issue. Like there's literally plants everywhere. Yeah. It reminds me of like hoarders. And, and if you think about somebody that has those plants everywhere and they are these huge plants and I don't know the names and some of them are trees or whatever they're classified as. But if you think about it, just think of like in this office here, if we had seven or eight different plants in here, and then you go into the next room, the family room, and there's 10 plants. If you're overwatering all of those and you don't have drip pans below it, you could create a moisture, or sorry, it would it would create a moisture concern in the crawl space below it or a basement, but I i want to use the crawl space because that's a better analogy. You go down there or, or an inspector goes down in your crawl space and there's mold everywhere and you're like, well, how did that happen? Yeah and upon further investigation you start peeling down the insulation in the crawl space and you see all these water stains and it would be obvious but if there was a lot of mold it wouldn't be but it should it should be obvious like you would have a water stain right here and right above it's a plant you go over here and there's another one so does that make sense where you can and you could create a major problem that you just you never thought about just because you were overwatering and didn't have drip pens.
0: Would there ever be an instance where, like you gave that example of somebody having so many plants in their home, would there ever be an instance where a mold specialist might say to somebody, if they figure out that the source of the mold problem is water dripping from the plants and then seeping into different places, would would there ever be a recommendation take all the plants out of the house, like stop.
1: Well, it's, it's funny that you asked that because and what i tell my clients is and I, you know like i explained earlier i'm not a plant person so that's not a big deal to me like you know if you if you said that i had to take down all my nascar memorabilia i'd be like yeah right whatever so i would understand if i tell somebody that has a bunch of plants they're not healthy they would probably view it the same way i would view uh but if you explain it to them in the proper manner, like here's what, here's what's causing your issues. I mean, you, it, they all, but in my opinion, have to look at it and say, well, it's either the plants or my health. Yeah. And it's, it, and I, I don't just say to people, oh, it's your plants. Obviously mm-hmm. we try to narrow things down, but I'm very, you know, very clear. Like you don't have any drip pads. And I went down in the crawl space and you have water stains down there. So just think about it. You're, you're, you're creating the moisture intrusion event and like you're creating your, if they're having health problems, you're creating your poor health. Just not to be rude. That's what people or doctors I would assume have to say to, to morbidly obese people like, Hey, you're contributing to this. So either you take care of it or you don't. So answering your question and I have told clients like you can't, you have 10 plants hanging in your bathroom. And it's a small area. And it was the humidity in there was 70%. And, you know, we're in a in a geographic area where humidity naturally is like at 40%. Yeah. So when you explain it to people, like, what you're doing is creating a problem. I mean, hopefully the, they're more apt to look at you and go, well, yeah, maybe I should change something. But I do. I have told clients, like, your plants are not, not good. I mean, I've had... I've had clients that they read somewhere or they lived in a humid climate and they moved out to Wyoming and they read where high humidity is good for your lungs and your body. And they have like these things of water everywhere. And I'm, I I asked them, I'm not mean about it. I just say, well, well, so what's the purpose of this? Like you can clearly see that in my opinion, it's not something that, you would typically see, and they say, "Well, we've heard, or I read on the internet that the higher humidity is better." And I say to them, "Well, it, this is you don't want higher humidity," and I explain to them why. And then I tell them, just like I would with plants, like all these little things of water need to go. Exactly. So you kind of, you know, you have to get to a point where it's no different than I say in my books. I, we talk about it all the time, what's your health worth? If if somebody says, "Well, I c- I can't afford to fix." My leaking roof, or I can't afford to fix the grating outside. Well, what's your help worth? That's true. I mean, you gotta fix it. So, so yeah, there's there's times that I have said to clients like, "You sh- you've got to get rid of the plants." And when I've done that, this isn't you know, f- these are people that literally have like 15 plants in each room. Exactly. It's a weird too many phobia too that many. I guess I have,
0: but. Well, and on the flip side of that, I know lots of people Google, you know, what would be good for you, and the same kind of people who might say, well, I heard high humidity is good for you. Are there any plants that people claim, you know, when you put them in your house, they prevent mold?
1: Yes. And okay. there there's one thing I've actually heard from several clients that are into, and forgive me, our listeners, if I don't say the proper term, but they're into the, the oil things. I'm Essential sure. oils. Yeah. Yep. And they say that tea tree oil is really good for mold to get rid of it. And they say that to me and, you know, they ask, well, do you guys use that? And of course, no. Because <laughs> of what we do. And I, and I don't chuckle because it doesn't work. I just, we use things on an industrial scale that I don't know whoever the essential oils
0: doTERRA and the like yeah
1: whoever the saleswoman is or salesman would love us if we did use it because they come in little tiny things mm-hmm. we'd have to order thousands of yeah, them yeah they're super expensive to do what we do and that's what i mean by that but but there are you know and i and i our listeners know i already told you that i'm not a, a green thumb but when i googled it and was doing some research for um this episode you know and, and one thing i want to be clear with our listeners i'm not saying plants are bad they're good. They they can be good for lots of reasons. So I don't want our listeners to go. Well, the mold guy said plants are bad. If if you're not obviously maintaining them properly, they could be. But anyhow, the the plants. The the first plant that came up was the peace lily, and I I've, I've never heard of it. There's a picture of it. Um, another one is a eureka palm, reed palm, lady palm, and dwarf date palm. So It might be something with the palms that they're good, but those are known to remove toxins from the air. And of course, you know, outside, you know, plants and trees are great. They're great for our climate and our environment. But inside a home, you just got to be, like we talked about, you just got to be careful of, you know, several things. Make sure there's no mold growing on their leaves, no mold in the soils. You have drip pans. You're not overwatering them. So hopefully it... We've talked about this in a manner where our listeners aren't saying, well, you know, the husband looks at his wife and he's like, see, it's all your plants. That's why we have mold <laughs> issues. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they can contribute to mold. And like you said earlier, most people just don't think about it. Yeah. It's just, they they just think that that nice green plant is just there and it's helping the quality of the air and it's pretty. Absolutely. So,
0: And so, given all the information you just shared, what's your call to action for people?
1: If our listeners, whoever has houseplants, make sure that you have drip pans below so that if you overwater it, 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 you're seeing it visibly. And then also, humidity meters are never a bad idea. If if you have a sunroom or a family room that's the same open air space, like, I mean, sunroom. With the rest of your home, have humidity gauges out there to make sure that you're not overwatering.
0: Absolutely. So, be vigilant. Keep track. Yep. And do prevention. We do almost every episode. Yeah,
1: we do. And it, it uh, you know, a lot of the prevention tips we give are, it, you know, takes you five minutes to do. Absolutely. I don't know what drip pans cost, but I'm sure they're pretty cheap.
0: They'll be a lot cheaper than a mold mitigation right. job.
1: Or a bunch of doctor's visits. Exactly. So... If you like our tips, hopefully you do, that's why you're listening, go to our website, sign up for our email list. I send out an email every two weeks. They're not, I don't send any spam or anything like that. So get signed up for our email list. It's very helpful information.
0: Absolutely. Especially our uh, mold checklist. So you can go to cnccontractorservices.com and you will find that on various places on the site. Sign up so that you get those bi-weekly, every two weeks, right? Yep. Bi-weekly email, and you get the latest information because we share different things on different platforms. So if you're on the Facebook page, you're going to get some additional info, the email list additional info, and, of course, the podcast and the Udemy course's additional info.
1: Well, you know, if you follow us on Facebook and you're on the email list, and if you listen to this podcast, you'll see that I do try to keep the same subject uh, for that week. It doesn't always happen that way, but I try to keep it that way. Like you said, you're going to get a little bit of different information on the different platforms.
0: Absolutely. All right, everybody. We will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward forward slash CNC mold checklist.